Welcome to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. Welcome to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Bishop, and I'm so glad that you tuned in because our time together on these podcasts is meant to equip you and inspire you to help you learn and grow and gain new ideas and insights that compel you to action, that compel you to live life courageously and confidently, and to live a life that is unhindered and unleashed, to play full out and live fully into who you were created to be. And on today's show, we are going to talk about keys to building healthy and transformative friendships. I was actually reading an article in Psychology Today, and it said that when it comes to our physical and mental health, friendships may truly be the best medicine, and that studies have shown that strong social networks may lengthen survival, with good friends being even more likely to increase longevity than close family members. And today, I have someone who has helped me to increase my longevity, my good friend, Audra Linkford Alexander. And just a little bit about Audra. She is a vibrant and accomplished woman professionally and is a rock star in the marketing media world, having worked for Oh! The Oprah Magazine and now currently working for iHeartRadio. She is deeply committed to selflessly investing her life to make an impact for others. And you know what? She seems like the jack of all trades and the master of everything. Seriously, this girl cooks, does interior designing, photography, and even is an awesome woodworker, this girl could build a mean shelf. And she would make a phenomenal trivial pursuit partner because I I swear, any question I have, I ask her, she's like Google. But above all, she is a true and dear friend, and that is absolutely priceless. Audra's married to her awesome husband of a little over two years, Brian, and she's a stepmama to a great kiddo, Dylan. And we can't forget their dog, Sadie, Audra. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Lisa. And can I just say that I am so excited that we are talking about this podcast in a podcast or talking about talking about this topic in a podcast that is called Living a Life Unleashed because you know, you mentioned the word courageous. Deep, meaningful relationships are not for the faint of heart. They are for the courageous. It takes a lot to really see others and to be seen. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. So I'm I'm just really excited to talk about this topic with it's you. It's so worth it. We were just talking about how long we've known each other. We were saying it's close to 20 years. I'm thinking, how does 20 years of my life fly by? I know. It's crazy. But you have been in my life at such formative times. I mean, really like the most um, meaningful and best celebrations and the toughest trials. Mm. We've just been in each other's lives for those for the last 20 years. And it's amazing to think about all the things that we have walked through. <laughs> and let me just say, she's put up with a lot of my stuff oh, and likewise. loved me along the way. <laughs> likewise. Well, let's just tell our listeners how we met. Now, there's always two sides to every how we met story. <laughs> so it's I'm going to let you go first. But how... Tell us or remind us, or don't even remind us. You're going to tell the listeners, but remind me your version of the story. Well, you hate my version of the story. I do hate your version. I know, I know. (laughs) So there was actually this trip that we were taking. It was a trip that that I had sort of signed up for as I I was sort of saying, okay, I really want to invest in the church that I'm going to. And so I signed up for this trip knowing no one. We went to Montana, if you remember. I love and, Montana. Um, and I met so many people on that trip, but I, um, you were sort of 
a friend of a friend that I had met on the trip and, and I remember meeting you and you were gorgeous and you had this like very Meg Ryan kind of spiky blonde <laughs> hair. Okay. The part of the story I hate is when she says my hair looks spiky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, that girl would never want to be friends with me. And I don't, I don't know that it was anything in your demeanor as much as it was in my insecurity at the time. This was so long ago. And I just remember thinking, oh gosh, we will never be close. Mm. Um, but then fast forward a bit and you actually reached out to me to invite me to serve on a team that you were serving with it at the church. And I think that was sort of the start of the friendship. And the rest is history. Yes. And then you got stuck with me like till eternity. Well, I wouldn't say stuck, but yes, we are <laughs> friends for life. But I love what you said earlier that, you know, friendships are not for the faint of heart. So you and I have had awesome times together and we've also had very difficult times of when we've had to be truth tellers to one another and we've had to confront things together. But I think to your point, that has made things stronger for us because there's just a level of depth and authenticity that grows when you're able to be in a space with another person and develop a friendship in such a way that your your friendship can not only withstand those difficult times, but it actually fortifies you. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know back when you and I became friends. And had I known how rich a friendship can really be in your life um, and how it impacts literally every other area of your life, I probably would have dove in head first. Mm. Um, but instead, what happened is, if you remember, you and I decided to be prayer and accountability partners. Yes. And um, and I really didn't know what that meant, but I think I was so hungry for for something deeper, and I just I couldn't put my finger on it. So we agreed to jump on the phone for about an hour, five days a week yeah. before we went to work. Um, and I remember about two weeks into that, I thought, what the heck have I done here and how do I backpedal out of this thing? Um, but thankfully, because you and I ran into some conflict, mm. you know, in the way that we communicated, the way that we processed, the way that we shared things. And I remember there was this crucial point in our relationship where we knew we were getting on the phone and I had literally written out that I was going to figure out how to say, hey, listen. She's like, going to break up with me, you guys. I, I was. I was going to break up with you. figure it's out true. a way to break up with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. And, uh, you know, it was almost as if, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of took over my my brain and my mouth and, and I heard the words coming out of my mouth. Like, if you decide to leave, I will be here when you get back. And I have to tell you, like, God has used that in so many ways mm -hmm. in my life to give me sort of a stickiness to stay in situations that are tough, uh, whether it is in our friendship and other relationships and now actually in my marriage and yeah. even in being a stepmom because, listen, 13-year-old boys are sometimes really difficult to mm -hmm. deal with and you want to walk away. Mm -hmm. But but God has, has grown in me um, an understanding of just how valid and worthwhile stickiness in a relationship can be mm. if you can if you can find the good and say listen if you walk away I will still be here when you get back and by the way I'm not going anywhere even though we have to have a tough conversation I mean those two pieces for me have been crucial in every other relationship and I feel like God used you to teach me that you know yeah which is a really great point because God does bring every relationship in our life to help fortify us to refine us. I often refer to relationships and friendships as the sandpaper of life, mm -hmm. that sometimes a friend's going to help to kind of lightly slough off some of the pieces of you that needs to be transformed. And sometimes it's going to feel like a level 
like five or 50 or whatever the texture of sandpaper is a little bit rougher. And I remember that time too. And I remember thinking, I hope she does break up with me because I, my tendency when things get hard is to, I want to bail. And so I was looking for a way out. And I'm just so grateful that we both stayed in it because I grew from it, you grew from it. And I think one of the things that we need to understand is that you and I communicate very differently in a lot of ways. We have a lot of similar ways we communicate, but we communicate in different ways as well. And I, I remember a time being on a business trip, I was on the road and I don't remember, you, you probably have a way better memory than me, but I remember uh, you needed time to like hang up and kind of not engage at that point. And my personality is conflict, go into the conflict, resolve the conflict. And your tendency is process, process, process. And so we just had to learn that about each other and then actually 100%. appreciate the differences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I just remember because your sort of way of processing is communicating everything and sort of laying all your cards on the table. Right. I think I, I said at the time that you puked everything out, right? <laughs> um, which is, laid all your cards on the table sounds a lot better. Um, and then I have to kind of go and sort of sweep up the pieces and like look at them on my own and process and, um, and internalize and figure out where I am and all of that kind of stuff. And so um, we did, we learned how to do that well. So, you know, you, you now come to me and say, I've got to communicate this. And I'll say, great, thank you. I'll be back in an hour or whatever it is. Right. Like, um, and that's okay. It's okay when someone processes something differently than you do. Um, it's just a matter of learning what that style is and loving them enough to give them the grace to do that so mm -hmm. that you're not, your expectation isn't that they will communicate and process the same way that you do, because that's just not how we were creative. Like we were created all to be unique and different, including our communication styles and our processing styles. Yeah. And I think one of the other ways to really build healthy relationships. One is to, to be vulnerable and be transparent. I mean, we can't, we can't really truly be connected with another human being in the level of intimacy that I think our hearts really crave, but we're also really afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Like my greatest desire is to be fully known by a person, by a friend, et cetera. But my, my greatest fear is to be really, to be known as well, because the, I, then I go to, gosh, if she really knew this about me or if I really revealed this side of me that isn't that perfect and isn't that pretty, will she still stick around? And so, you know, I think that we live with that fear, but realizing that that is a fear that I think we all face and that not everybody's going to be up for the challenge of a deep relationship either. And that doesn't necessarily mean that something's wrong with you. That person just may not be ready for that. Well, and you're not going to have that deep relationship with everyone around exactly. you, right? You, you do want to be selective because to sort of bare your soul and kind of stand naked emotionally and spiritually and all of that in front of someone um, is is kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. And, and the person needs to be worthy of that kind of vulnerability and be able to be trusted, right? So I think that's really important for us to understand that you're not going to have that kind of relationship with everyone in your life. I have that relationship with you. I have that relationship with my husband and then to varying degrees with other people in my life, right? There are layers. But I think, um, I think that's a really, really important important piece. And then I think the other side of that is when someone comes and shares their story from a vulnerable place with you, be trustworthy mm, with that, yes. you know, and, and, and that may happen sometimes with people that you're not super close with, but I think it's really important from an integrity standpoint to be trustworthy with people's stories because people's stories matter. Absolutely. The, people's stories really are the essence of who they are. And so to say their story matters is to say that they matter. I think that's super important. No, I totally agree with you. It's like, we have to hold that space of confidence 
with one another. And that's how you build trust. You went, you build trust and reliability and loyalty. And also you build those things when you, you're your word and you show up when you say you're going to show up and you do what you say you're going to do. The other thing that comes to mind for me, we were kind of joking a little bit earlier is, so Audra got married a little over two years ago, and I would like to take a little credit for that because I did, I was part of your refining process. Yes, you were, <laughs> you were. I tell him all the time, like, you just better thank Lisa because she <laughs> made me into the woman that could be married to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so the way we've talked about the things on friendship, we've made it seem like it's all hard, but it's not all hard. Oh my gosh, it's not because... When, when you are able to be that vulnerable in front of someone and when you are known and fully know the other person, that means all the silliness, all the fun stuff in life can just really be the greatest joy. So I think, <laughs> you know, you and I in our friendship have experienced the greatest joy of joys, right? Like the, just the, mm -hmm. the height, the peak of that, the silliness. Uh, I mean, we walked through Lincoln Park singing Journey, Journey. songs, which by the way, I, I love Journey. That's <laughs> my favorite. Don't stop believing. <laughs> exactly. Don't stop believing in friendships. <laughs> exactly. But we've been through the lowest of lows. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, and I oddly pretty in sync with each other sometimes, mm. right? Um, and those have been really tough. But but what we've also learned is that we can sit in those lowest of lows. And I know that I don't have to have the answers for you. I just have to be there and be present with what you're, what's going on with you and vice versa. And in the joys, we can be there and just be there for each other. We mm. don't have to necessarily do anything. It's more the present, the, the, the idea of the presence and being there for each other. Yeah. And that reminds me too of like being each other's champion. Mm -hmm. Like as sisters, just how can I champion this? And I'm not going to lie. There were times that I had some jealousy about the things that you were doing. And I don't know if that was ever the case for you, but it's like, you know, we have to be each other's biggest champions and, mm -hmm. and want to see our friends really flourish and encourage them too. Oh, absolutely. I think I remember telling you one time, it's not easy being your friend. I mean, you're five foot nine, you're blonde, blue eyed, gorgeous. Hey, five foot 10. Uh, five foot 10. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, and, and here I am, I'm, I'm this short stubby, like, you know, beautiful, <laughs> But it, but it's one of those things where, you know, I, I think sometimes part of the refining process in relationship is that God sort of uses people to bring up wherever those little insecurities are, right? Hmm. But but you did teach me that I am worthy of being loved in my short stubbiness, right? Like, you hmm. know, or whatever. Um, and I think that's important, you know, that um, that you work through that stuff because yeah. those those jealousies, those insecurities, all of those sort of things are really in here, inside of you. They're not necessarily because of the other person. That that other person is just there to bring them up so that you can deal with them and get them out of your system. And I do feel like you have been one of the people in my life that has been the best at loving me because I've like I've my crap has come out with you. You mm -hmm. know, I'm just even thinking about a time where were we? I can't even remember where we were, but you're like, oh. We got to get her some food. The hangry's coming out. We were in Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. I remember this. With Detroit? Yes, because we went to <laughs> we went to that conference. It was like a Beth Moore conference oh, or something like that. But um, I remember that because that was that was a funny little anecdote from that weekend. But you know what I remember most about that weekend is we're in this arena with I don't know twenty thousand women or whatever it was, and she began to speak about deep female mm. friendship. I and, do remember that. Yeah, and she kind of you know. Ask the audience, like, do you have this type of relationship 
in your life. And we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, but most of the women sitting around us did not. And it was shocking to me that so many women don't have the kind of deep female to female relationship that you and I have. And then I had to think back, well, gosh, before Lisa, I, I wasn't ready to go there and be vulnerable with a woman like that either. So it was it was one of those things where you, you need your girlfriends. You really need your girlfriends yeah. and you need to make that investment. And, you know, if you're married, that takes a lot of time. If you're working, that takes a lot of time. But, you know, I think this study that you mentioned earlier is right on. The one thing that is crucial throughout is having that deep, deep relationship and especially girlfriend to girlfriend. I think that's really important. We need that. The other thing that comes to mind for me in a key to building healthy relationships, healthy friendships is forgiveness. Mm, it's true. Because, because there's going to be times where you disappoint each other. Absolutely. And so it's not, I think it's having even right expectations of relationship is there are going to be times that we talked about of conflict and it's not that we shy away from it, but we actually use conflict to help, help us learn and grow, but also that we're quick to forgive. Mm -hmm. And then we're also quick to ask for forgiveness and just say, you know what, I really mucked this up and I'm really sorry. Yeah. And in humility being a huge part of friendship and friendships really flourishing and being healthy, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, when you really love someone and you are watching them maybe do something that they shouldn't do or isn't the best decision for them or whatever, like I should say my instinct is I want to run in and stop them. I want to run in and save them from whatever they're going to do, right? And sometimes in the course of that, we communicate so poorly, right? Mm. We don't communicate through love. We communicate almost as a parent who's going to discipline. And that's not what friendship is, right? And there have been so many times where, you know, I've wanted to come to you and say, hey, can I have a do-over? Can I can I do that mm. again? Because I, I don't like the way I said that. Yeah. I don't like the way I framed it. I don't like the, the way that it, the context in which I brought it up, like, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's so important, right? And if we really love each other, the intention there is good. Like I, I want to communicate this to, to Lisa about what she's doing, but the way that I'm doing it is so not from the right place. And mm -hmm. to just to be aware of that, because sometimes intention and how it comes out are very different things. And it's where we bring those two things together that it all is really real but and really good, but we're human. So sometimes those things are kind of disconnected. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And as you said at the top of the show that relationships and friendships, deep ones are a lot of work, but worth it. I just think that I love whenever we're in each other's space, like that, that work that we've done all these years has so paid off because it's kind of like I'm in my own skin when I'm hanging out with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, all my quirks, you know, my strengths, you know, my fears, you know, all these things about me and to be able to be in a space with someone who knows all of that is still like, I dig you. Like I, yeah. I still choose yeah. you like that conversation we had years ago, but like, I'm not going anywhere, but to have someone that says, you know, I still dig you. I still choose you with all your stuff. And I actually love you even more because of it. Well, and you know, it's funny because we, you and I can stand in a room and look at each other and go, mm, something's going on with you. Like even, oh, totally. like even if we haven't seen each other for like a month, right. You know, cause there are times where we both get busy and we don't get to see each other as often as we like, but we can stand in a room and something's off with Lisa. Mm. Yeah. There's something's going on in her head right now. And I don't know what it is. And maybe I can't ask her about it right now because we're in a room full of people. But um, maybe if I just go over and like touch her arm or grab her hand mm. for a second, like maybe whatever that is, that she'll just know she's okay. You know right. what I mean? And and there have been so many moments where we've done that for each other, which I think is is huge because there are just there there are things that well up in us, right? And just to have someone 
sometimes it doesn't even take words. It just says, you know, I'm here. Right. That's what it, you know, it's that someone's here that knows me and knows the good in me and, and wants the good for me and from me, you know? Right. Absolutely. So for people who are listening, who are thinking, gosh, you know, I really, really like that kind of relationship. Obviously we've given you some things that we've worked through that hopefully will compel you to action in the relationships you already have. But Audra, any advice or any other tips or things that you would say to people who are really desiring rich and meaningful relationships? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We go back to that whole spiky hair. She would never want to be my friend thing. But at the end of the day, what was really going on there is there's something in her that I really admire, that mm. I that I really like, that right now feels unattainable because of how I feel about myself, but something about her that, that I really like. And, and this doesn't have to be someone... Um, older or, you know, an idol that you have or whatever, it, it just, it can be, you know, just someone that you meet that you're like, that person has something that I, I, there's something there, right? Choose someone like that, that is also trustworthy. And then what my advice would be is vulnerability begets vulnerability. Mm. So take the first step and and you don't have to dive into the deep end. You can kind of wade into the shallow end of, you know, here, I'm just going to you know, tell this one thing about myself that maybe isn't, you know, what I tell everybody or certainly what I would not put out there on a first date or whatever, but take the one step and watch what happens. And you'll be able to know whether that person is sort of worthy of this because they will come back with vulnerability as well. Mm -hmm. But I think anytime you put your trust in someone else with a vulnerable piece, if they're worthy of that, they will bear a little bit of themselves as well. Yeah, I love it. And I love that word trustworthy that we've talked about is be the person, be the friend that you want someone to be to you. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we look for these qualities in relationships or friendships, but we have to look at ourselves and say, do I actually have those qualities that I desire in another person? Mm -hmm. And we have to work on ourselves. Well, and that includes confidentiality. So not, you know, telling someone else all the stuff that you know about your friend, but it also is how you treat that stuff. Because if you know the vulnerable points of your friend, you could really hurt them. Ooh, yeah. You really, like, I mean, there are times where I know you could have come at me and said, oh, yeah, you know, dug Mm -hmm. into my wounded spots, and you never did. And and likewise, and that's really important, right? Don't ever use those points of vulnerability against someone, but use it to help build them up and grow them you know, in ways that, that someone else who doesn't know those things couldn't. Yeah, totally. And the other thing coming to mind is you guys create fun memories. And this is probably a no-brainer, but so Audra and I, we haven't been able to hang out as much because she's got a husband who I love. <laughs> Hi, Brian. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you will be because I'm going to make you if you don't. Um, but anyway, so we have a trip planned, I think, what is in October or something like that to go out of town. And the other thing, that friendship takes intentionality it because does. sometimes especially if a dynamic of the relationship changes. For example, one person gets married. Sure. That doesn't mean the friendship has to to not exist, but it will change. And I think that's another thing that's really interesting and important for listeners and all of us to understand is that, that and I've, I've talked to a lot of women too who are still single and a lot of their good girlfriends have gotten married. And we just acknowledge that the dynamics of our relationship have changed. We don't have as much time together. But when we do have time, it's the it's the the quality over the the quantity. Absolutely, absolutely. And girls, do not marry a husband who doesn't want you to have time with your girlfriends. Yeah. Because thankfully, I'm married to a guy who's like, oh, be with your girlfriends. Like, take that time. Like, I know that they made you who you are, the woman mm. that I fell in love with. So go get more of that. Right. Like, he's so great about that. So just one little marital piece of advice there. But but do be intentional because. 
all of that great, rich stuff that you've gotten in your female friendships, um, you still need it. Yeah. You still need that. Um, the, the marriage is is great and all that, but you still need that deep friendship time. And you're right, it does take a lot of intentionality because we're all busy and, you know, whether we're married or not, like jobs, everything, it, it keeps us very busy. But I will tell you that connection that I feel when I get even just 10 or 15 minutes with you, it carries me through days, you know, and um, and I always know that there, if I'm going through something hard that I can pick up the phone and go, okay, Lise, I'm going through something hard. I need you right now, you know, yeah. and, um, and we'll make that time for each other. And that's important. Yeah. And I love that we can go deep quick now and that it's taken time to get there, but we can be like Indian food order within five minutes and be like spilling my guts. This is what's going on. And the other thing too oh, is girl, ca carrot cake, please. Carrot <laughs> cake. Oh my gosh, you guys, can I just say, I love that memory. So it, it was like late at night. This is oh, years gosh. ago. I love carrot cake. If you like carrot cake, you can be my friend. And I'm a carrot cake snob. So we went somewhere on Clark Street in Wrigleyville like or something. Goose Island or Bar Louie or something like that. But y'all, oh we, we sat in the car. It was huge. This piece of cake was as big as my head. Out of a styrofoam <laughs> container with <laughs> plastic, two plastic forks, forks. And we didn't even go anywhere. We ate the cake right there outside the <laughs> restaurant in the car. That's the mark of true friendship right there, gals. <laughs> that was, I love that memory. It was like. It was inhaled within maybe 6.2 minutes. Yeah, I don't think we talked. We just ate cake. No. So find a girlfriend who will eat cake with you at 10 o'clock at night with two plastic spoons, and they don't care. And won't judge you. They won't judge you. They'll put on the, like, stretch pants and do it with you, whatever it takes, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's important. Yeah. Well, that's Audra, nice. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And the other thing about you is in, in good friendship, too, is just really creating a space of listening for one another mm -hmm. and being fully present. I think one thing that we can tend to do in relationships is we want to fix the other person. There's something so beautiful and rich about our relationships that we, our relationship that we sit in this place and we really are fully fully present. And it took us a while to get there because you got to work through your yes. own crap and all this other stuff. But to be fully present and to fully listen and not try and fix mm -hmm. and know that if you want advice, you'll ask and I'll give it to you. But just to, to hold that space of, of listening so you feel totally heard, I think that's kind of the final mark of friendship that I would leave for people. Absolutely. Don't communicate with an underlying agenda. Communicate what's going on with your heart and, and really listen when the other person does that. And don't look for hidden agendas because when someone you know, trust you enough to share their story. Trust that they're not trying to communicate anything sort of passive aggressively or whatever. Just really listen to what they have to say and really communicate what you have to say without that underlying piece because that can really mess a lot of stuff up. Yeah. You know? And believe the best about the other person, which is hard mm -hmm. too. And, and, you know, confess to one another, another or say, hey, when you said this, I kind of felt this way. Am I making it up? Like we talked about briefly earlier is keep short accounts. Mm-hmm. If something feels a little wonky or a little off, just say, hey, I'm kind of feeling this way. Or when you said this, it kind of landed this way and it hurt me. Like get, get to a point in your relationship where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Because when we let these things build up, it will really restrict us from fully living into the relationships that we were even created to have. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, words have meaning, right? And so um, as you get to know someone, you will get to know the intention of their heart. And then you can always rely on that, right? The intention of their heart. Well, I love you. And I love being in this cozy little you. booth with you. And you guys, you are so loved. I'm so glad you're tuning into these podcasts. And 
thank you for the feedback you've given me. And also thank you for sharing this with others. I hope that you are encouraged, that you are blessed, and that these podcasts really compel you to action so that you live more of a life that is unleashed. Love you, and we will see you next time. <laughs>